Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Deanna Minnick. Welcome to the Color Can Heal Your Life podcast, where we explore how you can get some more color, creativity, and healing in your everyday life. We get to look at the spectrum of eating, living, feeling, and creating that you're all about. So let's dive into the inspiration and information rainbow that awaits us. Hello, everybody. This is Dr. Deanna. In this podcast, I'm interviewing Sarah Rossi. And Sarah is a health coach who's done quite a bit in terms of healing, wellness, different types of health modalities. And of all the things that she's learned, one of the things that she calls the glue is essential oils. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about all things essential oils. How do they connect to color, to frequency, to body systems? How do you use them safely? All the things you're going to want to know about. And especially, I ask her at the very end, what are the three oils to take with us everywhere? So stay tuned. Here we go. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Color Can Heal Your Life podcast. Today, I've got Sarah Rossi, and we are going to talk about healing. We're going to talk about essential oils. We're just going to have a conversation about health and wellness, which is, I know, many of your interests, of course. So welcome, Sarah. Glad to have you here with me. Thank you. I'm very happy and honored to be here. Wonderful. Well, the first question I've got for you, and this is something I ask everybody, is what is your favorite color? <laughs> That's a great question. My favorite color is green. Green. <laughs> wow. So you, you seem to know that quite quickly. Is there a certain green or is it all greens? Um, probably light grass green. Grass yeah. green. Okay. So kind of a bright green, kind of a nature green. Are you somebody who likes to be in nature? I love nature. Yes. Because you kind of have an interesting background, right? So you were raised in Costa Rica. You know, usually when I think of Costa Rica, I think of, well, I mean, I've been there. So I, I really, I know the terrain, you know, the forest, the, well, the jungle, really. The and jungle. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the water. I mean, it's such a beautiful, natural place to live. I mean, it's just, it gives you everything in a way. Yeah, so I was born in Italy, and then my parents moved to Costa Rica when I was 11, and they were just going to move there for a year, and they ended up staying, and they're still there now. <laughs> and so I was raised there, and I had to learn both Spanish and English, because I only knew Italian. Um, and I was raised in a, in a beautiful place, surrounded by nature. Every weekend we'd go to the beach, so yeah, I'm very, very attached to nature, and I firmly believe it can change your state of mind, your mood, your energy, everything. You know, I've thought about that a lot myself, that really what a lot of these healing modalities out there are doing are essentially bringing us back to nature, because I feel like we've, we've really lost touch. So I'm kind of curious about your story. When did you start looking for different ways to heal? I was in the film business for 15 years. I was an assistant director. That was like my previous career. <laughs> and um, I traveled the world and was doing great movies, but I was messed up because of all the film work, the long hours, and just the stress. And so I started getting sick and not feeling good and suffering from um, 
I, I was bulimic for a while. I was anorexic. So I had various issues with food. Um, and I started looking into alternative modalities and holistic alternatives. And the first thing that came to me was yoga. Thank goodness for yoga. <laughs> and um, that really helped me heal. I went on a long journey through Tibet and Nepal and India. I, I even did a, a therapeutic certification. Um, and then I started studying nutrition. And I did the, intern the Integrative Nutrition of New York, the IIN. And um, so I was like putting pieces and pieces together. So the, the yoga, then I was really into exercise for a while. Um, then the nutrition piece came in as part of the exercise routine and the feeling good with your body um, through food. And, uh, and then I discovered essential oils, which was sort of the bridge that connected everything together. It was like the glue that bonded <laughs> all these beautiful things together in a perfect way. Hmm. Wow. So you've, you've had quite a colorful journey, I would say. I mean, <laughs> being Italian, raised in Costa Rica, learning multiple languages, and then going into a high-powered job directing films. You know, I think many people tend to think that that's such a glamorous, exciting industry to be in. But it sounds mm -hmm. like, based on what you described, it's, it was a lot of hard work. Yeah, it was beautiful and I learned a lot and one of my passions is traveling. So I was able to live three years in Morocco and three years in Argentina and I worked all through South America. So like discovering new people and meeting uh, new people and experiencing new cultures is one of my greatest passions. So that was great. But then there is all the downfall of movie making, which is the long hours um, a lot of egos you need to put up with, <laughs> especially I was an assistant director. So lots of directors, lots of actors, lots of people with a lot of personalities. Um, and so that takes a toll, you know, lots of stress, sleepless nights, um, bad eating because you don't, sometimes you don't even really have time to eat. You just eat something on the go, whatever they put in front of you. And after a while, you know, after 15 years, it takes a toll on your body. And I could not do it anymore. My body was asking me to please stop and, <laughs> and reflect and heal. You know, it's interesting what you said about, um, you know, that you had multiple things going on. But one of the bigger things was the eating issues. So it seemed to surface in bulimia and anorexia. Had you had an eating disorder before the stress of being in the film industry? Not really, not really. It was all related. It was, um, it was sort of part of the whole craziness of the film business. It was so throughout, I was working and dealing with all these things, which is really hard, right? You can't really focus on healing if you're stressed and working all the time. Right. Yeah, definitely. So in, in another part of your story, you know, talking about how you went to yoga, and I'm just interested in, in kind of hearing more about that, because I would think if you've had the issue with bulimia and anorexia, I'm curious about whether or not you went to a nutritionist or a health coach or somebody to help you with the eating issues, or did you kind of veer away from that and go into the yoga part because it felt like maybe it was more balancing or maybe one step removed from all of the food? 
Yeah, I took it more upon myself. I've always been like, oh, I can do it all kind of person. <laughs> and so I, the first thing I did was leave. I left Rome. I was living in Rome at the, at the time, and I left my apartment, and I went to Tibet and Nepal on a long journey by myself backing around, backpacking. Um, and then I found this beautiful ashram in India where they did yoga therapy. And one of the things they talked about a lot with the Indian doctors was yoga and how yoga can heal you and heal your eating disorders or anything, really, digestive disorder, anything that's going on. And so I was really curious about that. So I took part of the, the training. It was a month in an ashram by, in Nazik, which is an hour from Bombay in India. And not only I was healing myself throughout the process, but I was also learning a lot. And, and I got a certification, um, my first certification as a, as a yoga instructor there. And then I continued my journey and did a prenatal teacher training. And I started delving more into different um, yoga philosophies. Wow, how, how fascinating. You know, and it's so beautiful that you had the time and the luxury and you made the space to go to a foreign country and to immerse yourself in their traditional form of healing, right? You know, those ancient ways of medicine. And I'm kind of curious. I mean, I, I've always found for myself when I travel, it's, you know, there's actually the literal meaning of the travel, but then there's also something deeper to that whole experience and what I'm learning and how I'm transforming and I'm kind of curious, in that one month that you had this this yoga training, you know, what are some of the other things that you learned from being in these countries with these these traditional forms of medicine, whether it was Tibet or India? Were there other things that you really, you would say, really added to your life? Yeah, mainly spiritually. So there, they have a long tradition of prayer and meditation and breathing and movement with breath so all those things were like tools that they gave me through the through the training and um, I also realized that for centuries traditional cultures like theirs have been using yoga and breath and meditation and even oils um, for purification and religious ceremonies and medicinal purposes um, and so I started getting more and more interested about the whole aspect of healing through my travels, for sure. Nice. And was that the first place that you had heard about essential oils? Yes. And then when I lived in Argentina as well, I lived in Argentina um, while I was an assistant director and I attended all during my free time, I would go and take courses on holistic medicine and I did time massage training and there was a color um, therapy class, and then there was an essential oil class and a back flower remedy class. <laughs> and so I would, I would go and hop around and do all these classes because I was so interested and eager. It was like a need that my body had to learn and educate myself on all these modalities. Wow. Did you actually do anything on the, the color side or the massage side? Or did you just really gravitate towards the, the oils at that time? No, I also had, um, I did ashiatsu for a while. I had my own bars set up when I lived in Costa Rica in a studio called Krama Yoga. And I did ashiatsu body work, which is barefoot massage. 
and I find that it's one of the most luxurious massages in the world because it's very, very deep. And so the therapist grabs onto bars and you're literally surfing or sliding on top of the body of the, of the person. And it's an amazing massage. And I would combine the essential oils with the massage. So it was even um, more beneficial. Oh, my goodness, Sarah. I mean, you've really done a lot of different modalities. You know, I think that as people are so earnest in their attempts to heal, this makes sense to start to go out and explore, right? You know, just try out all these things to see what really resonates. Because, you know, I also have a similar path where I tried so many different things and really connected into some of them, you know, not everything, but Mm -hmm. it's almost like, you know, they, they open doorways for us. So I'm kind of curious, um, the essential oils, you say that they're like glue between everything that you've been researching, learning about and experiencing. So just give us like a general, like what, what makes them the glue for you? Well, to me, they're like another form of nutrition, right? I talked about, uh, I'm a, I'm a health coach. So I help my clients through their nutrition and their issues with food through my own journey as well. Um, and to me, essential oils are just a part of nutrition, a part of nurturing ourselves. Um, and if you have enjoyed the scent of a rose, for example, you've experienced the aromatic qualities of essential oils. Um, and they're just naturally occurring compounds that are found in plants and in different parts of the plant. So like in seeds, they can be in the bark, in the roots, in the flowers. Um, and they are just this very distincting smells. And they're the things that actually protect the plants, which I find fascinating. And they really play an important role in the whole process of pollination. And, and so these are how the plants protect themselves from other agents and what they gift us with. And we, then we, we extract and put in little bottles <laughs> for our own use. But it's, it's derived from plants, from the earth, from nature. So it's like bringing the earth and, and nature into your body and healing it naturally. And I find that fascinating. And I find that, that it, it's like the piece of the missing puzzle between all the elements that I have been researching. Hmm. Well, and when you're talking about smell, you know, the fact that we're smelling something that's so incredibly concentrated. And so I think that if you look at the smell receptors and how it's triggering the brain to rewire and to start thinking in different ways, you know, there, there's something really significant. And I don't even think that we know the breadth of the science of smell and all of the things that can happen with smelling something, you know, whether it can bring in good memories, bad memories, it can trigger certain things in the body. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're still at the tippy top of that iceberg of, of science when it comes to looking at how these things work. I mean, do we actually really know how essential oils work or is it just, you know, they smell nice, they get us into a good mood you know, what, what's actually the, um, you know, the way that these things work for us? So just to give you an idea, there's over 3,000 varieties of aromatic compounds that have been identified so far. So imagine the amount of things that have, that have been discovered, but I also feel like there's a whole world. And I just went to a conference in Salt Lake City, and there was a scientist talking about Costa Rica, in fact, 
And I was fascinated because he was talking about going through the jungle and experiencing scents that he had never smelled. And he had he asked one of the locals what this tree was that smelled so good, and he couldn't tell. And they found the tree didn't have a name yet. <laughs> so you know, there are so many things that still haven't been discovered that. Um, it's it's amazing to to think how much still we we have that Earth still can give us. Um, the the oils per se work at a cellular level, so they protect the cells of our body, and they are nutrients that penetrate our cells and they penetrate our the membranes of our cells. And each one of them has a unique chemical structure, and they allow this chemical structure to pass directly either through our skin or through our nose if we're smelling them. So they would pass through our olfactory bulbs and into our limbic system um, or through, directly through the skin and they have an immediate systemic response. So in a matter of 30 seconds from application, especially if you apply them at the bottom of your feet, where um, where you know there's a, the reflexology and that they're all connected. It's all connected to our internal organs. Um, they have study that has a, a 30 second reaction. So that's how fast they are absorbed into our system. Um, and it's plant energy. You know, plant develop their energy from the sun rays, which contains all the colors of the rainbow, <laughs> and they offer a special method of absorbing those color vibration into our system. Um, so unlike systemic, synthetic substances, which really have no vital force in them, essential oils are filled with living and pulsating vibration. And that is why aromatherapy, like color therapy, they form part of vibrational medicine, which is um, so, so very powerful. Have you ever experienced or do you use any combination of colors and the essential oils? You know, what is, I guess for me, the, I'm curious, you know, is, is there a connection, a strong connection between color and essential oils outside of what you just described with the, the vibrational, um, kind of the frequency that these wavelengths and, and how they're all connected in from the sun, the plant, connection into the color, um, because of the light. So I'm just curious is, um, you know, what's the connection with color and these essential oils? Is there anything else that's, that's even deeper? Yes. <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> so each color resonates to its own specific wavelength and it has its own specific qualities and properties, as I was mentioning before. And in color therapy, these frequencies vibrate in harmony with the chakra system of the body. So the chakras are our energy centers, and each chakra has a color associated with it. And each color has its own resonance and a corresponding resonance with an essential oil as well. And so working with the chakra is very powerful. For example, I'll give you an example, the liver, the stomach, the pancreas, the adrenals. Um, being in the solar plexus chakras would be under the influ influence of color yellow. Um, the heart and the lungs vibrate to green. And the same way in aromatherapy, each essential oil has a resonance or a vibration associated with it, which 
um, aligns to a chakra and to a color. And I know you work with chakras a lot during your work. That's why I'm um, talking about that because I know that your your public knows about chakras. Yeah, so I'm wondering, maybe we go through some of the colors and if you can list some of the essential oils that would be good for that particular color. Yeah, And bringing that, that out a bit more. So let's start with red. What would be kind of a grounding um, smell or essential oil that would help us? I, I actually have right now on my desk, I have um, thieves and... It has, oh my goodness, you know, clove, lemon, cinnamon, eucalyptus, rosemary. I always feel like every time I put this on, it's mainly for the immune system, is, uh, you know, I feel like it's probably connecting into the red. Definitely. Clove and cinnamon and then rose, very powerful. And also cedar and sandalwood because the, the root chakra is how we connect with the physical world. And um, just as the earth is a foundation for us to build on, um, so this, the, the color red is also associated with our, our building, right? We build from the ground up. So cedar and sandalwood are also part of this family. But definitely clove, cinnamon, and rose for the, for the base or root or red chakra. Great. And what about orange? What kinds of fun ones for orange? So for the sacred sacral chakra, which is associated to orange and also to the region of the pelvic bowls and connects us to the element of water, um, reproductive organs, the bladder, the kidneys. Um, I love to use uh, oils like bergamot and jasmine is another fabulous oil. Geranium. Geranium is an oil that a lot of people... Um, don't really like a lot the smell of, but it's really great for the second chakra. And another one would be wild orange and uh, patchouli also is a fabulous one for the second chakra. So does it follow that if the plant is orange, then the the smell, the essential oil from that plant should connect to that color? A little bit. A little bit, yes. Um, and again, it's vibrational energy and it's all that we can, you know, the positive realms of emotions. Um, and so, yeah, the vortex of energy and the, the sacral chakras radiate sort of the, that orange color. And, of course, wild orange would perfectly match that. Right. And I was also thinking bergamot, right? So if we think of, yeah. you know, that's also kind of that blood orange, uh, yellow kind of color. How about yellow? Yellow, so we're moving into the solar plexus, the endocrine glands, the pancreas. Um, and the, the third chakra is also the bridge that allows the higher chakra's energy to manifest. So that beautiful yellow power of lemon essential oil would be a great one. Um, sandalwood also for the third chakra is great. Um, cedarwood, um, uh, helichrysum, it's a fabulous, fabulous healing oil for, for scar and skin tissues. And the other one is myrrh that has been one of those oils that has been used, in, you know, in churches and uh, with frankincense for, for many, many reasons among many, many centuries. Are any of these oils that you just mentioned good for the digestive tract? 
you know, if lemon you think of- is fabulous. I actually use lemon in my cleanses, lemon water. Whenever we we use and we drink lemon water, especially as we wake up in the morning, it helps our digestive system. Um, so yeah, definitely lemon is is very powerful, and you can intake lemon essential oil and take it internally, um, either a drop under the tongue or just add it into water. You know, I'm just curious. Um- are there conditions, I mean, I, I don't think all the essential oils are to be taken internally, right? No, that's, a, no, no, not at all. Not all of them. The purity is key, um, especially if taken internally. So quality is key. Um, synthetic oils, so those found in most health food stores can be very, very toxic. Um, they're often created or made with solvents and are at high heat. Um, and they also use chemicals to, to extend their shelf life, and they do not have medicinal quality. So we want to make sure that if they're ingested, they're, they're therapeutic-grade oils, and those are the only, only ones that we can ingest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and is there something that we need to read on the label that will tell us, like, does it have to say pharmaceutical grade, therapeutic grade? How do we know if it is safe to ingest? Do we have so, to work with a practitioner? It would be best to work with an aromatherapist for sure. Um, if you're looking around on your own, make sure the label says essential oil and not aromatherapy oil. That's a big one. Um, also, the word pure should always precede the oil type. So like pure cinnamon, pure um, vetiver, but it should also pre- always precede the name of an oil. Um, organic is another quality to look for. Um, and just making sure, doing a little more research, making sure that those essential oils have been steam distilled and not like an extraction process that uses water and not with chemical solvents. So that's a big one. Since we're on the topic now, what are some reputable brands? Like, for example, I mean, I I don't have any stock in any essential oil company. I mean, the one that I have got on my desk right here, I've got a number in my medicine cabinet, but the one on my desk here is from Young Living. Uh And based on all the things that you just mentioned, it looked like this fits the bill for what you just mentioned. But can you give us some of the brands that people could look for that you feel are good and reputable? Definitely. So I used to have Young Living too. And as a massage therapist, I used to be, I I need to be very careful what I apply on people's skin, right? Um, And then I had my daughter 10 years ago, and I also wanted to apply oils on her, especially on babies, you really want to make sure that you're applying the purest, purest oils. Um, After I was using Young Living, I discovered doTERRA. And that's my favorite brand on earth at the moment but other things that you can find on the market is essential three and it's a really good company and the it's essential three.com three like a number three and um the other one that is uh, it's pretty good it's aracacia and you can find that in some of the stores but i wouldn't i wouldn't do essential three or aracacia internally oh i'm glad that you mentioned that because I know for sure that I have some of the aura acacia oils in my, my cabinet. Yeah. You, th- those you can use like in your diffuser, you know, those are great in your diffuser to smell good um, for your office or your, or your, your house, but definitely not for ingesting. If you are going to 
take them internally, either in veggie capsules or put them in water. Just make sure they're either the Young Living or the doTERRA brand. Perfect. That is so great. Okay, so let's get back on the track of color. And <laughs> uh, let's go up to green. Since you and I like green, what would be some things for the heart for, for green and allowing us to really be in that place of expansion? Yeah, the heart chakra that allows us to touch our core, right? The core, the truth of our core, the voices of our soul. So that's such a powerful, powerful place. Um, so some essential oils that I use to balance love and self and others, and there's so much need of that in the world these days, um, are rose. Um, geranium is great. Roman chamomile is fantastic for the heart chakra. Um, ylang ylang is a beautiful, beautiful flower. And jasmine that um, is very, very powerful and healing for the heart center. Now, some of those you mentioned for red, for the root. So can some of these oils be used across multiple systems? Definitely. Yeah. Yes, you can use them for a different system. And each oil has its own particular healing um, power. So they can be used for different things. Like um, lavender, yes, it's famous for its relaxation use and people use use lavender mainly to relax and de-stress. But lavender is very, very potent for burns, to apply on the skin for sunburns or any burn. Um, so they have different powers and they can be used in different systems and as well, the chakras as well, for sure. Can you mention uh, a little bit more about frankincense? I know that there's a lot out there on it and I've seen some... Um just some talk about its use for different body systems. What do you know about frankincense? Oh, frankincense to me is the, the king of the oils. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I use lavender. <laughs> so lavender to me would be the queen of oils and frankincense would definitely be the king of the oils. And it has been um, used since ancient, ancient times. Um, it's a very uplifting smell and allows everybody to ground and has a very powerful spiritual connection. So, uh, for yoga, meditation, uh, to inhale while you're practicing, um, any of those, it's, it's very, very powerful to ground you and root you, um, to engage in prayer. Um, they really enhance your experience and, with any, th any spiritual experience, the benefit of frankincense are, are fab fabulous. And another powerful thing frankincense does for us, it helps maintain beautiful skin. Um, so you might see frankincense in a lot of like skincare products and, and lotions. Um, you can also make them yourself and add some frankincense to your daytime or night cream uh, or your moisturizer and definitely diffuse the oil during your, your practices, your spiritual practices. So why is it good? I'm kind of curious about that because I had not heard that before, that frankincense is good for the skin and applying it topically within the context of a, a cream. Why, why do you think it's good for the skin? What is it actually doing for us? Well, it supports the healthy cellular functions. Um, and 
I, I sort of feel like frankincense is the oil that when you're in doubt, you just use frankincense. <laughs> it's like it's good for everything. Um, considering it's the king of all the essential oils. So, but yeah, it's, it's so interesting to learn more about that. Yeah, but it um, as it supports cellular function, and sometimes I feel like I'm getting a sore throat or a cold, and the first thing that pops in my mind is frankincense, and I put two drops under my tongue, and I automatically start feeling better. So it's it's really really powerful. And again, with these oils, the important thing to know is to use them one drop at a time. <laughs> they're very precious and they're very potent, and um, you almost have to have like a reverence towards them, right? Because they are so, so powerful. So use them um, carefully, one drop at a time. <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that you said that, Sarah, because I think often we think if a little is good, then more is better. Mm-hmm. Just take a bunch. And I think that we can fall over into the threshold of where it could become toxic or it could create some kind of detrimental effect if we're not careful. So I'm glad that you mentioned that to be really cautious with these. You know, one of the oils I received from a friend last year was oregano oil from... Oof, uh-huh. Oh my goodness. And one <laughs> drop of that in my throat was burning. And I told him about it later and he says, no, no, you're supposed to put that in oil before you take it. So... I just want to stress that for people listening that, um, yeah, the, these are so, one drop can be so significant. And I just had that bad experience with oregano where it was like, oh my gosh, my throat was just felt like it was raw and it was burning from this one little drop of oregano. So yeah. yeah. Any oh, other best gonna... practices that you can think of to leave people with on, on how to safely take them? So always, when in doubt, dilute them. Dilute them with a carrier oil that can be coconut oil or almond oil or even your extra virgin olive oil, if that's what you have in the house. Um, always dilute them with a carrier oil, especially for babies and kids um, and you know seniors as well, like delicate skin. And the other thing, if you are to apply an oil that starts burning or hurting, uh, usually what people do is they put it under the water and water and oils don't go well. <laughs> so if you start feeling like something is burning or not feeling good or irritating your skin, apply a carrier oil. So oil with oil, not oil with water. So if you feel like something is burning, apply some coconut oil or some olive oil to the area and it's going to diffuse the intensity and it's going to make you um, feel better. But definitely oregano is one of those very powerful oil. It's very antibacterial, antiviral. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful oil, but it's very hot. Uh, so it's one of those that you can, you really need to dilute when you're using it in any case, whatever, wherever you use it, always dilute it. Excellent. That's really good guidance. And I will never take oregano oil <laughs> on its own again. <laughs> I learned. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious if somebody is starting out or let's just even say that they're a seasoned essential oil user, what are the three oils we should have with us at all times? Like, let's just say we're traveling, we're going on a road trip. What should we bring with us? Or, you know, we should have them in our purse or a backpack or what are 
you know, I like the number three, so I'm just going to toss that out there. What are the three main oils? Would you say it would be frankincense, lavender? Would those be two out of the three, just based on what you said? Or would you give some different ones? I'm, I'm going to leave that up to you. What are your three take-with-me oils wherever I go? Oof, that's a hard question, because to cut them down to three, I, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> because I <laughs> but it's hard to bring and, and really make all these things portable, right? You know, I, I think at home, this one thing, because, you know, we can kind of have a little cabinet where we keep these oils. But what if we're on the go? And what if we're at work, you know, and we don't want to bring our whole medicine cabinet? Like, yeah, should yeah, there be well, some, like, first aid kind of oils? Yeah, the first aid kit. Um, what, my, the company I work for, doTERRA, has a little keychain that is, um, it contains like eight or 10 little teeny, teeny bottles and you can put in your favorite oils in there and that's what you carry around. That's what I carry around in my purse all the time. So I don't go around with the big bottles, just with teeny, teeny, there's, they look like samples, but you can go all over with them. You can go get on the airplane with those. So those are great. But if you were to pick out three oils, I would probably pick lavender, peppermint, and tea tree, which, um, it's it's Malaluca, and it's a source from Australia. And I find tea tree that's very beautiful for the skin. It's nourishing for the scalp. It has a, very a lot of cleansing purposes, and it protects against environmental and seasonal threats. So I would definitely use tea tree like when you're getting on a plane or when you're visiting a hospital or somebody that's sick. Um, peppermint is fabulous for your respiratory functions. For, to prevent headaches and migraines. It promotes digestive health. It also really helps when you have low energy. So it helps you feel, um, when you're fatigued, it helps you like get a little bit pampered up without needing caffeine. <laughs> and then the, the queen of oils, which is our favorite lavender, which is fabulous not only to relax and de-stress and it gives you that feel-good mood, um, helps you sleep better, but it's also great for skin irritations and burns. So I would, if I had to bring just three, I would probably bring those three. If you allow me to bring four, my fourth one would definitely be frankincense. <laughs> hey, I'm surprised that frankincense is not on this list. <laughs> But I know it's, um, but I, I, I like that little idea of the, the keychain. I actually have one of those. So those are nice. Um, but I'm just thinking, yeah, it's just something quick and purposeful. Like if you went hiking in the woods, you know, some, some basic things, if you're traveling, going on a long flight or you're at work all day and something happens and, you know, the beauty of these oils is that they have multifunctions. So just like you said about lavender, helping with sleep as much as skin, as much as mood, you know, it's just, you know, it, it's beautiful how nature works and the way of providing us with multiple things simultaneously. Yeah, they're so versatile, right? So you can really use them for so many different things. Um, and that's why I find they're so, they're, they're so, they're such an important component to the rest of our healing practices and our nutrition and the way we nurture and take care of ourselves. It's so true. Sarah, this has been great. Um, this is really fantastic. You, I can tell that you've really gone deep into essential oils, uh, you know, just based on your knowledge. I mean, you don't even know I'd be asking you about all these different oils, but you know, it just, I got curious and I wanted to know <laughs> about frankincense and, you know, thieves and all of this. And so this has been 
Fabulous. Can you tell people how they can reach you specifically if they wanted to maybe have a consult or to know more about essential oils and all the many things that you do? Yeah, it's easy. I have a website. It's called ladolcevitawellness.com. <laughs> La, La Dolce Vita, like the movie. Yeah, is <laughs> but it's, La Dolce, so that's the sweet, right? The sweet life. The sweet life, exactly. Like the Fellini movie, because I'm Italian, but also the sweet life, meaning the a healthy, purposeful um, life filled with well-being and, and energy. Um, so that's why it's called La Dolce Vita and then wellness.com and that's my website and you can see uh, what I'm up to and uh, there's my web, my email there and definitely I can help you out deciding um, how to investigate more with essential oils and how to try them and what to experiment with first. That sounds like fun. Now, I, I feel like, quite honestly, I'm pretty sparked to <laughs> uh, go into my cabinet after this and start putting them in my water. You know, that's not something I do consistently. So thank you for that inspiration and all the great information that you provided us with. Thank you. And a little tip, tip don't keep them inside the cabinet. Put them outside. <laughs> keep them on your bathroom counter in a place where you can see them in a beautiful basket because that's how you will remember them and use them more. <laughs> that's true. If you see it, chances are you're going to use it, right? Yes, yes exactly. That's a really good tip. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Sarah. Thank you so much for helping us to live a more colorful life. I think that uh, these oils, they have so many purposes, connecting into color, connecting into our physical body, our emotional body, healing us from the inside out. So it's it's been great to talk with you. Thank you so much for having me. 